Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Some of us are stronger than others at times, but the truth is, is that God puts us in relationships so that we can lean on one another. Amen. That's what this is all about, and we're thankful that God gives us that uh, honor and privilege to lean on one another. Well, we started this last week. I'm not going to do a recap. It's in your bulletin on the catch-up card. I just, uh, if you missed last week, I'm sorry for you. Uh, it was great. We spent some time in worship and just refreshed ourselves, and we began this series called Tactics. The reason we're in this series is because uh, one day I was uh, just by myself thinking that, you know, Paul instructs us in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, he says that it's very important that we're not unaware of how the enemy of our life works. He is in, encouraging us to study the tactics that the enemy uses because how many of you know he's an old dog with a lot of old tricks? He just, uh, we talk about that, uh, he just repackages the same old tricks over and over again, and if we're not careful, he even uses the same trick over and over on us, and we fall to it. And so Paul is imploring us, learn the tactics of the enemy so that you'll know how he works and you won't continue to fall. That's what he's trying to do. But uh, we become familiar with our own weaknesses and our own struggles, I hope you are, so that you don't fall. But here was my thought process. I've come to the conclusion that more than a fair share of us have become so focused on what the enemy does and how the enemy destroys our life that we have failed to also learn and to take notice of how God works. And so last week we participated in one of the ways God, one of his tactics, one of the ways he works, which is through worship. And the reason that is important is because I'm convinced of this. If you don't know how God works... You will ignore him when he does work. You'll miss it. Or if you don't ignore it, you won't understand it, and you will begin to fight him as he's working. Have you ever met anybody that tries to pray their way out of something God's got them going through? Okay, don't, don't testify now. Uh, if we're not careful, we, we actually fight against God sometimes because we don't understand how he works. And then the worst case scenario is this, as God begins to work, since we don't understand how he works, oftentimes we will actually, we will attribute what we're going through and what we're facing to the devil when the truth was, uh, y'all finish it, okay. So, so what we're doing over the next few weeks is we're trying to figure out how God works. We're trying to learn the tactics that God uses so that we can cooperate. Everybody say cooperate. We want to cooperate with God and how he works. And so that's what we're going to do. So let me take you into the Old Testament. You can flip over to Deuteronomy uh, uh, chapter uh, 31 and just hold your finger there for a second and I'm going to come to the passage of scripture but let me kind of set the scene for you. This passage of scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 31, if you read, and, I, and I, I'm not going to take time to, but you, if you begin reading in verse 1, what you recognize is that now the children of Israel and Joshua uh, are in a position where Moses has had this discussion with God, and God tells Moses, I'm done with you. In fact, you go read it. It's an interesting passage of scripture. Moses is now 120 years old. 
He has been leading faithfully the children of Israel for many years. The, the children of Israel have leaned on him for every decision, every choice. All the direction that they receive from God is coming directly from Moses. And now, lo and behold, God moves in and says to Moses, I'm done with you. It's over. I'm going to check you out. That's a pretty unnerving situation to find yourselves in. And so now Moses gets this word from God, and he delivers, beginning in verse 1, and I'm not going to read it, but he reads, or he speaks to the children of Israel, and he informs them that God's done with me. And in the process of telling them, God is finished with me, and there's a new leader coming, in the process of saying that to them, he gives us one We've got it broken down into verses. You understand it wasn't a verse, but he gives us one sentence, if you will, that reveals to us how God works. I want you to catch this. Okay, there's a revelation here. Here is a tactic that God uses, and it is a tactic that is repeated several times throughout Scripture, so we better understand it. Here it is. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. We're picking up halfway through his little speech. This is what he says. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. Selah, all right. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. You Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Okay, listen to it again. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. Moses makes a declaration about one of the tactics God uses. He said he is the one that goes before you. I wanted to go and read to you every time throughout Scripture that we're told about this tactic, and I landed in Psalms, and I realized that if I spent time to read every time that that, that tactic is repeated just in Psalms, I wouldn't even have time to preach. So I'm not going to read them to you. You go find them yourself. But over and over and over again, David and the writers of Psalms picked up that truth, and they say, he's the one. God is the one who goes before us. And then I landed on this. This one, Isaiah chapter 45 verse 2, Isaiah picks up the same concept and he says this, I will go before you and I will make the crooked path straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and I cut the bars of iron. He repeats the same. We need to understand that there is a tactic that God uses, which is this. He goes before us. And I can't get nobody excited about it. Okay. So I got to explain it because if I don't exp- if I don't explain it to you, you'll miss it. He walks. The, what the writers are telling, what Moses was saying, and what David was repeating, and what Isaiah is trying to convince of, us of is this: God literally walks into situations before you arrive. Okay, now now you're getting there. See, now I'm going to make a statement here. That is important for this week, but is also important next week. So just perk up and listen, because I'm going to change it next week. So, but you got to understand this one. So listen closely. This is an important, an important statement. Here it is. He prepares the way ahead of our arrival. I'm not going to explain to you why that's so important, other than just you better be here next week to, to see the difference. But that's literally what they're saying is God prepares the way before we get there. Now, I've got several things I want to teach you, two things. But before I start teaching you those things, I need to point something out to you that I think we got to catch. And that is this. I want to start off by saying that we should be extremely thankful. 
and, and become much more aware of this particular tactic that God uses. Okay, y'all still, y'all not getting it, so I'm going to, see, God going before us literally means now that he takes preemptive strikes against the enemy. In other words, we should be very thankful and aware because God is winning victories for us that you don't even know about. Okay. We, we, we get victories in places that we haven't even fought in yet or where we have spilled no blood. That is the victory that was won last week when we began to talk about Jehoshaphat. He shows up on the scene ready to fight, and all of a sudden he looks around, and everywhere he looks, there's bodies scattered everywhere, and he hasn't done anything. That's what it means when God goes before us. What that means literally is that we show up and it's all over. Now, we walk in like we did something. And we strut. But we didn't do nothing. He shows up and it's all over before we even get there. It means we, we are kept. We are preserved. We walk in and the army is defeated. We don't even sniff the enemy. I, 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 don't, even, I don't even sniff defeat. I don't even sniff sickness. I don't even sniff pain. I don't... I, I, just smells fine to me. There ain't nothing going on with it. Because God got there before you did. What that means is we never exert any effort. We never prayed a prayer. We never fasted a meal. We never sowed a seed. And we show up. And because God uses this tactic, he's already arrived before us. And he wins a victory. And we walk in and we benefit from victories we didn't even do anything to deserve or get. Okay, man, y'all got to get this. See, see, I understand that some of you right now are surrounded by pain and brokenness. And when I start talking about God going before you, you're saying, well, you don't understand, Steve. All I see is pain, and all I see is tragedy, and all I see is trial, and all I see is struggle. But, 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 but wait, just one moment. Just, just one moment. Just one, I, I got to call time out. I got to call time out. Because if that's you, can I just ask you what it would be like if God hadn't shown up before you got there? I know what you're facing is difficult, and I know that it involves pain and trial and heartache, and you wished you weren't going through it. But may I ask you this morning, what would it be like if God hadn't got there before you did? So in other words, what I'm saying is that things may seem bad now, but they could have been a lot worse in other words, what I'm saying, what is causing you discomfort now would have destroyed you had not God arrived before you got there and got you ready and prepared the way. Okay. What causes you tears right now could have caused you a total breakdown if he hadn't shown up first. Yeah. What costs you now some of y'all are paying a high price right now. You don't think you can pay anymore. But what's costing you right now would have crushed you. It would have bankrupted you. But for God. What, what has you limping right now could have handicapped you permanently if it wasn't for God. 
what is slowing you down right now because you feel like you're not going anywhere. You feel like you're at a complete stop. The truth is, is you're just at a pit stop. We all have pit stops. Don't turn your pit stop into a parking lot. All right? It's a pit stop. And what could have stopped you is just slowing you down. And the reason it's only slowing you down on your way to your destiny is because God got there before you and prepared the way. See, I'm thankful that God goes before me and I must become more aware of this tactic so that as I move through life, I become aware of how he's working and I become aware that he's preparing a way. And here it is, and I become increasingly and remain thankful that he got there before me. He got there before me. So now let me teach you a couple things so I can help you. If we're going to understand this tactic and we're not going to fight God, and we're going to participate and cooperate, then the first thing that we've got to learn is this. We've got to learn to track him. We've got to track him. The tough thing about this particular tactic that God uses is that it isn't always easy to see where he's been. If God was like a tornado, Y'all ever been driving down like the road? Uh, there's this particular place uh, going down uh, I-44 towards Anadarko that you can you can tell where the tornado was because you can track. You see all the trees down, or a fire. When you've ever driven through a place that's been uh, devastated by a fire, you can literally track where it's. Anybody? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If God was like that, it would, I would love this tactic. And He is like that sometimes. In fact, let me say this to you this morning. We tend to have a very easy time to discern where God has been when we arrive on the scene and the enemy is routed. We don't have any issue seeing God then. Let me see if I can help you. We know God went before Gideon. It was obvious, right? We know God went before Jehoshaphat. It was obvious. We know God went before David in 2 Samuel chapter 5 when you'll remember uh, he's uh, standing in, a, in a, uh, uh, a grove of trees, mulberry trees, and the, God begins to move through the trees and he sets ambushes to the Philistines. David didn't have to fight at all. It was obvious. You could tell where God had been, right? We like that. I like it when God shows up like that and I just like march into the room and there's destruction everywhere of, of all my enemies and everything that was I thought was going to resist me is dead and, and I just walk in and, whoo, God's been there. Whew. Okay. But let me ask you some questions. I'm going to mess with you right here because I'm going to get to where some of you are living right now. We don't have any problem saying God went before Gideon and before Jehoshaphat and before David, right? Let me ask you a question. Did God go before Joseph? Okay, some of y'all getting it now. Did God go before Job? Did God go before Paul? Okay, now you're getting it, see? We don't like to say this, but God prepared the way for Joseph, and he prepared the way for Job, and he prepared the way for Paul. And so the fact is, here it is, this is the part we don't like. I like it when I walk into this situation and there's destruction everywhere and God's already won the battle. But we don't like it. But the truth is, is that there are sometimes when he goes ahead of us and the path that he, that he clears for us involves prisons and pain 
and shipwreck and snake bite. See, I knew it'd be quiet in here. See, see, let me help you. To understand this tactic then, if we're going to be able to track him, then it becomes essential to learn to track him by learning to see purpose. That's how you know where God has been. It's when you have the spiritual insight and discernment to be able to discern that there's purpose in what I'm going through. Whether what I'm going through is all coming up cakewalk and roses and daisies everywhere or whether I'm going through a painful situation in my life, if I can learn to track and see purpose, then if there's purpose in my victory and there's purpose in the pain, then I can keep marching and understand that God went ahead of me. Okay, See, see, is there purpose in the easy path? Is there purpose in the painful path? path? Because if there is purpose then what that means is God got there before you did. And here's the dilemma. If you don't see any purpose, if you don't have the insight necessary to see any purpose, then it's hard to believe or understand. What the Bible promises us is true. What he says to us is that he works all things together for our good. God, I like it when you work good stuff for my good, but now I'm learning to see purpose in my pain so I can say not only do you work good stuff for my good, you you work bad painful stuff for my good as well. Paul understood that. That's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, when he's discussing the pain he's been through, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17, we would say, Paul, how can you believe that God went before you with all the pain you're going through? And he just pipes right up and says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and it will last forever. He understood I can still track him when I'm tied up in a dungeon, when I've been shipwrecked, wrecked, and when I've been snake bit and people are beating me and talking bad about me, when they're leaving me and forsaking me, I can still know that God went before me because there's purpose in my pain. I think it's interesting that it's that in the this, this, this same breath of this promise and this tactic that Moses reveals to us, he goes on and he assures us that not only is he before us, but he's with us. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. What if, what if God gets out ahead of you and he prepares a path that is not easy and is not fun? Most of us will continue to follow him until it gets uncomfortable. But what if the path that God is clearing for you involves pain? And what if the path that he's clearing for you includes hurt? What if the path that God is designing for you, he orders? We like to, we like to quote this when it like leads us to a raise. And it leads us to provision. And it leads us to healing. But we, we don't like to quote this when we're going through stuff we didn't want to go through. But he orders the steps of righteous men and women. Therefore, that means he's out ahead of us and he's clearing a path. But what if that path includes pain? What if it includes a detour that you didn't plan for? It is then that we not only need to see him ahead, but we also need to see him beside. And know that if he went ahead of us, he backtracked long enough to get alongside us. And he won't leave us. And he won't forsake us. And we can trust him and we can track him. 
I would say to you this morning that it is the mature among us that see him ahead of us even when the indication or the sign of his presence is not presence. Y'all missed that. I, I, I should have put it up on the screen because you, you're, you're struggling in the spelling bee right now. Two different words. I know in English we say words that sound a lot alike. We become mature and understand how to track him when we recognize his presence. I'll say it, instead of saying it in Oklahoma, I'll say it like you're supposed to. Presence when there's no presence. I'm not even going to try to spell it because I'll spell it wrong. we got to learn to track him. The, the second thing I want to say to you this morning, and this is so true for us, is this. If we're going to understand this tactic and we're going to participate in this tactic, then before requires an after. I would submit to you this morning that many of us never learn this tactic because we never allow God to get ahead of us. Oh, we get ahead of God, but we will not allow him to get ahead of us. And he's always, we just want him to catch up. Just catch up with us. What does that look like? Let me give you some, uh, a couple scriptural examples, and then I'm going to jack with you, okay? Okay. Get permission to jack with you a little bit this morning? Okay, I'm just trying to help. All right, here are your scriptural examples. How about Jacob? Jacob wanted the inheritance, wouldn't let God go ahead. Okay, Samson, I need a wife. Absalom, I need to be king. I know more than a king now, so I'm better looking than a king now. So The prodigal son. Getting quiet here. Y'all know where I'm headed. Uh, Peter, like he takes his sword in his hand because I know better than you, Jesus. Okay. So what does that look like for us today? It's quiet in here. I enter or exit a relationship, and then I ask you to bless me. And I didn't even ask you to start it. Man, if I can't get no amen from you out of talking about Peter, I certainly ain't going to get no amen about talk. Okay. Is that just um? How about this one? I go out and purchase something, and I never ask you whether I should or not, and then I want to beg you for your assistance to pay for something that you never intended for me to be bound by in the first place. We don't understand before because we, we won't go after I make choices and decisions. I fight through roadblocks and barriers. I force my way in, and then I want to stop and say, well, where's God? I, I choose, and then I want God to bless my choice. Okay, I, I'm trying to help some of y'all right now. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe I got ahead of God. Maybe if I would have let him go before me, the crooked way would have been made straight. May I submit to you this morning, after spending time with many of you and knowing some of your stories, I'm not dogging you. I'm just 
making an ob observation. You can make the same about my life. So we're just talking about with family here. We're not dogging what we're just stating the facts. I'm just stating the fact that too many of us are navigating turns and curves that would have never been there if we would have slowed down long enough to let God lead. See, the, Isaiah says it like this. He says, when he gets out ahead of us, he straightens out the path. And he levels mountains. So in other words, he, he takes away resistance. He removes resistance. And some of us, the struggle that we are facing now is an indication that we have gotten out in front of God and we didn't let him lead. And so now everywhere we turn, we're having to navigate turns and curves. And we wonder where God is. God's way back there somewhere waiting on us to say, hey, get out in front and make the path straight. Okay, you will, I'm just going to use one example, then I'll move on because I, I sense the discomfort. So, <laughs> there's blood in the water, and I'm the shark. Okay, uh, I'm going to use one example, okay? You will never hear me say, ever, that relationships are easy. Because if I told you that, I'm a liar, because they're not. Even the best ones, they're not easy at all. Okay, so from Jump Street, Jump Off Point right here, you understand I am telling you that relationships are work. Right? Okay, okay, all right, all right. But sometimes I just need to tell some of y'all that the high level of work that you're having me put in on a minute-by-minute basis is a revelation that God may not be before you in this relationship. Now, let me, I'm going to put a caveat here so you don't go right out here and say, I knew it. I married you and it was a mistake. God wasn't in it. I divorced. No, 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 no. Recording's working, right, Daniel? Make sure. Okay, okay. Listen, if you're married, you bought the stinking field. It's your obligation now to dig for the treasure. I don't care how dig you got to deep, and some of y'all are going to have to dig real deep. But you got to dig. You bought the field. It's yours. No take backs. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm not saying that relationships aren't work, but I am saying that for some of you, you're having to work way too hard. And I am not saying that you should always follow the path of least resistance. But I am saying that a straight path is easier to navigate than a crooked one. And some of y'all date some crooked, okay. Some of y'all are in friendships with some crooked some of y'all spending your time with co-workers who are crooked. Some of y'all trying to win the approval of some folks that are crooked. And you're having to work way too hard to make people like you that you don't even really like. Listen, if you continue to hit roadblocks and you continue to hit gates, slow down. Let God get ahead of you. 
See, I just believe this morning that I'm going to help somebody in the room by telling you this, that in order for God to go before you, you have to get used to and comfortable with going after. That means you stop and you do a God check. In fact, this morning, one of the challenges that we, we put before you, one of the goals this year is to spend more time in his presence in the altar. We're going to do that this morning. you got plenty of time. Preacher went short. got plenty of time. See, there is a God. Okay. Uh, what we do is we come into church like this, and then we open up the altars, and we say, we want you to check. We, we, we want you to make sure. That your relationship, spend time checking your position with God. Are you in the right position with God? We're going to flip it this morning. We're going to let you spend some time in the altars and time praying to check God's position with you. Because some of y'all left God way back yonder. And the correct position for him in this situation is for him to get way out ahead of you and prepare the way. I want to say this to you this morning, and then I'm going to get out of your way and let you pray. I want you to pray about purpose. Because some of y'all going through some painful stuff. You think it's the enemy. But you need to pray about purpose this morning. Because there may be purpose in it, and you need to quit praying for God to get you out of something that he prepared for you. Because if you escape, I know none of y'all failed kindergarten, but if you fail kindergarten, guess what? You get to do it again. And some of y'all keep praying your way out of purposed things, and so because you pray your way out, Weather, oh, y'all don't know. I'm going to have to preach the whole series again. Weather cycles back because the climate that he prepared for you was intended to produce that in the situation. And I want you to pray and make sure that God is ahead of your your choices and your purchases and your love and your calendar this year. Because if we can learn this tactic, he'll make the way straight. And he will tear down the gates of bronze and iron. Will you stand with me for just a moment, then I'm going to release you to pray, and then we'll close together. But we've got to learn this tactic this morning. Father, We recognize that for most of us, we don't know how to let you lead. What we spend our time doing is asking you to catch up. I've made the decision. I've made the choice. Now could you come and bless it? I fell in love. Now can you come and put your blessing on this? I I made the purchase. Can you come and bail me out? I made the choice, and it was a wrong. God, I pray this morning that you would, we, we wouldn't check where we stand. I pray this morning we would spend some time discovering where you stand. And when we spot you, 
we will sprint to get behind you. God, I pray that you would reveal purpose this morning and we wouldn't fight your hand of preparation. And we would take peace. God, I pray for I pray for folks in my congregation that are going through I'm going to say it like I feel they're going through hell. the pain he brings our way is intended to destroy us but the pain that's coming our way that you have a hand in is to make us like gold help us God would you find a place to pray this morning you ask God where are you positioned where are you positioned find him and get behind him this morning It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.